If you are a six-figure entrepreneur and you're trying to get to seven figures, click the link below and secure your VIP ticket to the Move to Millions live event. It's a three-day live event experience with Dr. Darnielle Dervey Harmon. It's going to be on May 25th through the 27th at the Chase Center on the Riverfront in Wilmington, Delaware. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, you're a coach, consultant, speaker, attorney, accountant, or interior designer, if you know that you are the real reason why you're not where you want to be, if you're ready to experience your first million dollar year, if you know that you are ready to get out of your own way so you can make an impact that you were born to make, if you've been in business long enough to be stuck at the six figure mark, this is for you. This three day experience is where high achievement entrepreneurs will begin their transformation into CEOs who create generational wealth and legacy in this move to millions live event is going to be absolutely powerful click the link below and secure your vip ticket to the move to millions live event experience with my friend dr darnielle dervey Harmon, may 25th through the 27th at the chase center on the riverfront in wilmington delaware this will be the live event experience of the year the support, the encouragement, the motivation, the confidence that everybody around me had in me that boosted my own confidence. You can do this. You are Joe Landa. My next guest on this show is going to be a gentleman who I met with my wife on Clubhouse. Yep, I met him about a year ago on Clubhouse. And from the moment that my wife said, this guy is, his story is phenomenal. His story will make you, it's going to inspire you. It's going to make you mad. It's going to make you cry. It's going to just, man, it's going to motivate you. I mean, it's just, he goes by the name of Craig Daigle. And let me tell you something. This gentleman, he's a business owner. He's a life coach. And his testimony is going to absolutely change the trajectory of your mindset. If you ever thought that you could not lose weight, because of one thing or another or you cannot build your business or you cannot connect with people you cannot lead people Craig Daigle will change your entire thought process his story is absolutely phenomenal the man is powerful so I'm just so glad to finally be able to now air his episode and let me just tell you it's a lot of times you meet people who talk the talk. They can talk all day, but they don't walk the walk. But this gentleman, Craig Daigle, not only does he talk the talk, but he walks the walk. So 
I'm just letting you know right now, you better be prepared. You better have pen and paper in hand. You might need some Kleenex. Because you're talking about a gentleman who knows how to lead himself through adversity, through challenges, through domestic abuse, through dramatic weight gain. Let me tell you something. This guy has led himself through his health. And now his health has become his true wealth. So coming up on our next episode, we got none other than life coach. They call him the unfiltered coach, Mr. Craig Daigle. On our next episode on the It's Time to Lead podcast, where leaders come together to grow and get better. Welcome to this Time to Lead podcast, where leaders come together to grow and get better. My name is Fred Fitzgiles, and I'm your host. And we believe that before you can lead anyone, you first need to lead yourself. And I got a special guest on the podcast today. His story is incredible. He's a business owner. He's also a life coach. But I think he is just a man that is there for everybody, he has a big heart. He has an incredible, incredible story. I'm not, I'm not going to steal his thunder. He goes by the name of Craig Daigle. Welcome to this Time to Lead podcast, Craig. Thanks for having me, my man. Thanks for having me. You guys are a blessing, you know. I can't, I can't fathom not having you guys a part of my life in just the, the last couple of months, being able to Thank do, you, you know, the success doctors and clubhouse and all the different things you guys have added a lot of value to my life and, and a lot of, uh, of joy. So I appreciate you guys, dude. I want you to know that. Yeah, I definitely know that. I appreciate it, man. Tell everybody about who Craig Daigle is. Man, I'm a 40 year old husband, father and coach. I mean, that, that's the bottom line, the elevator uh, pitch. Everybody should have one if, yeah. if you're somebody of, of leadership. You know, not everybody has time for your whole story. I mean, we have time to get into it now. But if somebody asks me who I am, I'm mm -hmm. just somebody who, who helps other people overcome adversity by not being a victim of their circumstances. Yeah. And, and I know that that's, that's kind of a profound thing to think about. And when I tell people that, you know, I don't, I don't take lightly, you know, mental health and being a part of domestic violence and things of that nature. I know it's easier said than done, Yeah, absolutely. but, but it's worth it. Everything in life that's hard is worth doing. And the thing of it is, is no matter what someone's circumstances are, or no matter what their adversities are that they face, um, as human beings, we all have the same availability of choice. And the thing about it is, is um, we may not have the same availability of resources, but we have the same availability of choice. And the thing of it is, is, you know, you're a victim once after that, you're a volunteer. And I say that wholeheartedly because as somebody who comes from a background that I come from, it took me the realization that. I was the sole responsible party from all of it. And when I took responsibility of it, Fred, that was when um, things happened. And when I say that, so when I say that I was the sole responsible person for everything that I went through, yeah. pe people kind of look at me weird because I'm a <laughs> domestic violence survivor. Mm. I, I was formerly overweight. I was over 400 pounds at one point in my life. Wow. Wow. Um, I, was, I was legit broke. Mm. Um, to the point where I was on food stamps and WIC for my kids. But 
when I set down my ego and I realized that I was responsible for it. Yes. And, and when I say I was responsible for it, I say this, uh, I didn't make my ex-wife do those things, but I taught her what I was willing to be accepting of. I taught her how to respect me. I taught her, you know, what I was willing to live through. And, and that's why I say that I was responsible. And, and I always tell people, I'm like, you're, you're literally a victim once after that you're a volunteer. Mm, and on. I know, I know it's easier said than done to leave. And I know that as being somebody who is in domestic violence, I know there's tons of men and women out there right now that are living under, you know, the scrutiny of another person, unsure of how they could change it or unsure of how they could leave. Mm. And I assure you, that's what's keeping us stuck in those yeah. things. It's it's worrying about the details mm. without having a little bit of faith that it's going to work out. Yeah. Um, and, it, it, you know, if you trust that God's got you, then you need to just go. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the thing that kept me in it, Fred, for so long, I kept saying, you know, I'm in this um, marriage, married to an addict and an alcoholic, putting up with the verbal abuse and the physical abuse at times because of our children. I'm there yeah. for them. I'm there to protect them. Right. When in reality, they are all so much better off now that we're not all in, in under the same roof together. You know, the, the kids, I, I have custody. I have custody of the son that I have with her. Okay. Um, he lives with me full time. Okay. He's a straight A student. He made honor roll this year. He's nice. a great kid. Um, her, her daughter lives with her parents. I mean, everybody has been removed from the chaos mm -hmm. and you know, I lived like that for eight years. We were married for three. We were together for eight. And a lot of it was my self-esteem. I felt like, you know, I was fat. Nobody would love me. I should just stick out where I'm at. Like, like at least, uh, you know, the good times are there sometime. Like I would reason with it. Yeah. Justify it. Yep. Absolutely. I got it. And I got it. There is, there is no... I don't, I don't care how good those few times are. There's no reason for you to stay somewhere where you're disrespected. There's no reason for you to live somewhere you don't belong, whether it's in a relationship, uh, an environment, a job. It doesn't matter. If you don't belong there, make moves. Make moves yeah. because your life will get so much better. Yeah. So yeah. much better. Yeah. You know? It has to be a breaking point, too, for you. What was yours? So mine was August 11th, 2015. It was my final domestic with my ex-wife. Okay. And uh, at the time we were living in an apartment, we had her daughter, my stepdaughter, who was uh, 11 at the time. Uh, my oldest son that I had outside of the marriage, who was uh, nine or 10 at the time. Okay. And then the, the, the youngest, he's the one that we had together. Okay. He was three at the time. And the domestic man, it, it, it went on for... You know, she was supposed to be at work. She came home two hours later, drunk, mm -hmm. um, arguing with me. And I just like, like you said, it was a breaking point. Yeah. I had had enough. That's it. I basically like, I, I finally stood my ground instead of just like accepting it and being like, okay, whatever. I told her to leave. Mm -hmm. I said, you need to leave. You need to leave. You know that you can't handle alcohol. You know that you shouldn't be drinking. Get out. Yeah. And you know, that started the argument and the fight. 
living in an apartment building uh, immediately neighbors are, are already yeah. on the horn. So <laughs> like, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't need to call nobody at that right. point. You know, they were there. Yep. Yep. They yeah. knew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, through the hours that went on after that, the moment the, the police arrived and man, I can't tell you how many times we had um, law enforcement involved with our domestics, but every single time I was always taken either into custody or removed as the person perpetrating the act, whether they knew the story or not, because I was a large man mm. and, and my wife was five feet tall, a hundred pounds. And wow. Right. Be- because of that, it was an automatic judge a book by its cover. Sure. And it was no different than this time. This time they actually uh, came in, you know, they had ran into her outside. Mm-hmm. So they had gotten her story first, which was, you know, not, actually what actually happened, happened. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly so, of course so they they came in and you know thank god my children they stood up every, every time my children were there to give the honest story they were honest yep. children and the, you know yeah. the cops were asking me questions and the kids i had them in a back bedroom they literally came out and just interrupted the cops and said, my dad didn't do anything. My dad was protecting us. He had us in a back room. Mm. My dad told her to leave. So, so now the story kind of changed. So now they were like, all right, we're going to ask her to leave. It just, it went on all night long. And I ended up um, having to get a restraining order on her in order for her to leave. And the last thing that she said to me, and, you know, she called me a fat piece of, uh, of, Crap. Mm-hmm. She didn't say crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she she, <laughs> right. she, she used a bunch of foul language sure. out of that. And that was those were the last words she spoke directly to me. Mm. And it was like, it was like daggers, dude. Like she called me a fat piece of crap that would never amount to anything in my life, is what mm. she said to me on her way out the door. Mm. And uh I remember those words the next day and the next day I had to go to the courthouse. I ended up getting the restraining order extended. She ended up breaching the restraining order. Wow. She went to the apartment. She trashed the place. She took all the food out the fridge, threw it on the floor and stuff. And, you know, I got to go back in there with kids and stuff. And I just said to myself, I said, you know what? This is it. Mm. There's, there's no coming back from this. Absolutely. And, and that ain't even as crazy as it ended up getting. It just, it got absolutely insane. And most people wouldn't even believe half the stuff that happened if it wasn't on paper. And it's like to endure and go through the things that I went through in, in the, the months following was, was rough. And, and it segued into this, this feeling of where, you know, that happened in August and depression and anxiety had really eaten me alive mm. um, months after I was going through um, being investigated by child protective services on a false accusation by her. She was just trying to get kids taken away from me at that point because they, they had been taken from her. Sure. I was in court. Um, things were, things were getting worse mm-hmm. by the, by the minute I couldn't afford an attorney. I was defending myself. Mm. And then in November of 
2015, my stepdaughter of eight years who only knew me as dad. Mm-hmm. Um, she was removed from, from my care on a guardianship case because the mom signed custody over to the maternal grandparents. Um, I tried to fight it. It didn't, it didn't work because I had no rights as a, as a step parent. Yeah. Right. Even, even though she carried my last name, we had her last name changed and everything. And uh, Mm. that was kind of like, I I would say that was the rock bottom. That was it. Yep. And that was in November. And I remember I kept telling myself, I got to do something about my health. Mm-hmm. Something's going to change. You know, my boys who lived with me full time, they didn't need to have their father anxious and depressed and not want to do anything and not be there for them, you know? Yeah. So I really tried my best not to let my anxiety or my depression affect their lives the best that I could. But right. uh, honestly, like I failed a lot. There were times where I couldn't get out of bed. I was just you know, crippled with, uh, feeling oppressed and, you know, wondering what's next, man, my bills, I was unsuccessfully evicted from my apartment for over two and a half years. I got an eviction notice every month. Um, my truck payment, I was paying them, uh, a month late every month, but never going 60 days. So it never got repossessed Mm -hmm. my electric and my phone bill. I was rotating them out, um, so that they didn't get turned off. I was paying them late. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, man, when you're poor, you, uh, (laughs) you don't have money to pay your bills and then places like banks and all these things they charge you more they charge you more that's so, the, and that's something that's the, it's so crazy man, right 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 no nobody really understands like what poverty really truly yeah. is mm. and like 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 some people you know are not as well off, but have money to get by. But until right. you've been to the point where you don't even have money for the first bill. And now you got a second one on top Damn, of it mm. because you couldn't pay it. It's, it's rough. Yeah. So, so towards the end of November, I'm like, you know what? I got to do something. And I kind of reached out to my social media and I was like, I got to get this weight off. I knew wow. that I knew that my weight was like one of the catalysts okay. for okay. my depression. And I knew that my health, um, my overall health, was mm-hmm. what was holding me back from being joyful and happy. Yeah. I just, I, I knew it was. You knew that. And and I was overweight for about probably 10 years. Wow. Not my whole life, just that time. That 10 years, okay. Uh, yeah, because during domestic violence, I turned to food. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. that was my crutch. Yep. A lot of people do that. So a lot of people turn to food as their crutch when they're going through, especially you're talking about not just right rock bottom. And I'm talking about a crisis. That was a major, major crisis. But something in you told you that the help was the first step. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I, okay. I knew it. I knew it. So I had reached out to my Facebook and I asked if anybody had an at home workout DVD that I could borrow because I couldn't go to a gym. I, I didn't have a babysitter. You know, right. I couldn't leave my kids alone. Mm. And, you know, a friend of mine had reached out and was like, yeah, I got one. I'll bring it into work. It was like immediate. And Mm. this is like, this is like right around Thanksgiving. Wow. And it was, so it was the end of November. And it was a woman that I worked with at the hospital that I worked with at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember I got the DVD and I set it on the table and I said, okay, January 1st, new year's resolution. Right. Like, I'm going <laughs> to gear go. up. I'm going to be ready to go. Yep. 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 New and, year's resolution. Yeah. And I don't know why we do this. Yeah. Um, 
New Year's resolution. Let's let's start calling it what it is. Right. <laughs> it's it's a promise we intend to break that we've made to ourselves on a day that we've made important for no reason. Mm, that's 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 the problem. <laughs> and so I had it sitting there for a couple of days. And then December 1st, man, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. Mm. I was over 400 pounds. I had severe sleep apnea. I slept with a CPAP machine. Um, and I had severe acid reflux. And I can't remember if it was from binge eating the night before or, or what the case may be, but my acid reflux kicked off at 3.30 in the morning and I woke up and I couldn't breathe. Oh. I literally was choking um, in my mask. Um, my th- there, was, there was a fire in my throat and I mm. was gasping, but no air could go in or out. Mm. And I tore the mask off. I ripped the machine off the nightstand and now man, I'm 400 pounds. So like I'm trying to get out of bed and it is not graceful. Like I could not get out of bed. I was panicking. Mm. I was like stuck in the blanket on my back. I finally got up. I made it to the bathroom and I knelt on the floor in front of the toilet, just kind of like dry heaving, man. And I still couldn't breathe. And the, the thing is, and, and this is, you know, a moment that reminded me, um, that, my relationship with God was not fixed or repaired at that time. But when we don't have anything left, we go to prayer. Mm. You see it. People that don't even have a relationship with God or they say, pray for me. I'm, you know, I just found out I have cancer. I could use all the prayers I could get, you know, like when we've got nothing left, we turn for prayer. Mm. And I remember literally talking to God, kneeling on the floor and saying, just let me live. Mm. Give, give me an opportunity to fix this. Yes. Let me breathe. Please let me breathe. Yes. And, and I'll share a parable after that, that is stuck with me since then. But I remember kneeling on the floor. I got up, I pulled myself up onto the uh, vanity. I, I opened up the water and I'm, I'm rinsing my mouth out with water and I'm still not able to breathe. It felt like an eternity. And I grabbed a full sleeve of antacids out of the medicine cabinet. And I just started stuffing them in my mouth and chewing them Mm. to try and break up the fire for my throat to open because I knew that the acid was causing my throat and my esophagus to be closed. And that was why I couldn't breathe. Mm. I finally remember that inhale though, when my lungs filled and I was like, Oh, wow. I took that breath and it was like life was in me. But I remember looking in the mirror and I was completely disgusted with myself, Fred. Wow. I remember looking at myself. I was in a pair of shorts, no shirt on. Um, I hadn't shaved in, in who knows how. I just, I felt, I felt hopeless. Mm. And I went and I took my phone. I went back into the bathroom and I literally took a picture of myself and then I had a conversation with myself because at that time talking to myself was cheaper than therapy. I uh, know that's right. <laughs> and <laughs> that's and right. I looked, I looked in the mirror and I said, you need to do something about your health or your boys may not have a father soon. Mm-hmm. Like I just said soon, I didn't know. Yeah. I, and, and we're not, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Absolutely. We're not, you're not promised That's tomorrow. Right. That's right. And, and I'm staring at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I, I am going to change. And I, and I took the picture and I looked at it and I said, 
this is the last time I'm going to look like this. And I went out to the living room and I put in the workout DVD and about 10 seconds into it, I regretted turning on the workout DVD. <laughs> so I'm, I'm 400 pounds, dude, trying to do cardio. Right, right, right. And I can't <laughs> and keep up. what time in the morning was it? 4 a.m. 4 a.m. <laughs> 4 a.m. 4 a.m. And I'm like, right. they started- I'm trying to do cardio. Wow. And, I, and it's and it's with, you know, if you know Shanti, he does the insanity yeah, yeah. and Sean stuff T, like that. Yeah, shout out to Sean so T, definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing T25 was the first program I ever did. It's okay. 25 minutes. That's it. I couldn't even keep up with the modifier. And Sean's like, hey, Tanya just had a baby. And I'm like, I, I hate Tanya right now. <laughs> I can't keep up with the lady that just had a baby. But there was something that clicked in me mm. that I did it. I stayed moving for 25. I, maybe I couldn't do what they were doing. Maybe I couldn't um, do a burpee or get on the floor. But you know what I did instead? Mm. I marched in place and I kept talking to myself. That whole morning, I told myself, keep moving, don't stop. And if I couldn't do what they were doing, I marched in place. Um, if, if, uh, they changed moves, I would at least try yeah. if they did 10, but I did five. That's okay. Cool. Next right. time I'm doing six. That's right. You know, and I finished the workout and I said to myself, I'm like, wow, that was the hardest 25 minutes of my life. Mm. And I, and I, then I talking to myself again, I'm I'm like, wait, no, that was not the hardest 25 minutes of my life. That was just hard for 25 minutes. There you go. But being overweight with sleep apnea, acid reflux, and feeling the way that I do is hard all day long. Mm. And when I'm asleep, apparently. Come on. Because I almost died. So that was my motivation to just be like, you know what? I'm not going to stop. I'm not giving up. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that time, like, yes, now I work with network marketing. I work for the company that puts out the fitness DVDs. But I, I had nothing to do with them when I started. I know that's I about even, you. Wow. I didn't even know about it. I didn't even <laughs> know about the, I didn't know that I could help other people and inspire other people. I didn't know about it. Right. Um, so I was basically, I'm on my social media and I'm doing it for me. And I'm basically like, I'm just posting a picture every day and saying, I don't care if you block me, if you, you stop watching. If I know that's This right. isn't for you. <laughs> this not is for, you. for me. That's right. <laughs> And I just kept doing it, Fred. You know, every yep. day I posted a picture and said, I got it done. I didn't give up today. Mm. Day two, I didn't give up today. Day three, I didn't give up today. And I've, I've not stopped. I mean, aside from the last five years, like there's been a couple of times where I've taken a break since, yeah. since then. But, dude, I went nonstop the entire month of December. Uh, my sister ended up... Uh, she ended up investing in me and, and, and buying into the supplements that, that we offer through our stuff. Nice. I didn't actually buy my first, my first uh, supplements. She invested in me. And then I was nice. like, damn, now my family's invested in me. Now yeah. I really got to do it. You know, that was the push. And I'm like, you know yes. what? I'm supported by, by God. I'm supported by myself. Yes. I'm supported by my family. Mm. Let's go. Let's go. I, That's I ended right. up losing 130 pounds in that. Whoa. Run. Whoa. <laughs> I, I lost 130 pounds in, it was basically about a year and a half to two years. Wow. And I've, and I've maintained an over hundred pound weight loss. Um, since then, you know, I fluctuate, whatever, like I'm a little more loose with my meal plan now than I was back then. But pause, pause for a second. 130 pounds. Like a I can't let person, you skate dude. past that. That is 
That's that is that is crazy right now. Yeah. Wow. Man, that is that's inspiring, bro. That is inspiring. For those who are listening right now, listen, there is no excuses, just results. If Craig can do it, you can do it. I'm hoping this is really adding value to because it's really adding value to me. I'm I'm worried about 20 pounds trying to get off of me. 130. Craig, man, you wow, that was that was amazing. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, and and man, think about this too. Um for the people that are recognizing that, yes, I lost 130 pounds. I did it at home with support and accountability with uh, uh, like-minded people mm-hmm. who were also doing it at home. Right. Yeah. And this is, this is what I do for people now as I help coach them through it, but I did it at home while being a full-time single father of two mm. broke. I'm talking, man, I was eating on a meal plan while receiving food stamps Mm. and wick for my youngest son and i was working full time and my immediate family lived three thousand miles away so when i say i did it alone yes bro i did it alone alone they they were supportive they helped out any way that they could you know like they would send uh money when they could or whatnot but it's not like hey mom you know oldest is sick today. Can you go pick him up from school? Sure. I gotta, I gotta finish up at work. I'll, I'll be there. Hey, um, I got called into work. Can you watch the boys for me for a little while? No, like I mm. had a few people on an emergency, which like I would only use them. That's right. If it was an emergency, emergency. <laughs> be, <laughs> right. be, because I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to outwear my welcome. You no know? doubt. No doubt. Because I needed, I needed support and I needed people, but mm. Man, when, when I say anything is possible to people and anybody can do it, it's, it's true, man. Like if, if I can get to where I am and be where I am and doing what I am, like God created us for a purpose on purpose. And it's just a matter of figuring out what your purpose is. Yes. And so many people go through life and live in what we call regret. Like, you end up in a nursing home and what's the first thing that people, people say when they, they're asked, you know, Hey, you know, is there anything that you wish you did? Yeah. I wish I did what I wanted to do. Right. I wish I did the things that made me happy yes. instead of just going to work, working a nine to five, because that's what society told me to do and working towards retirement that may or may not be there to help sustain me in my years after I've worked my life to the bone. Mm, like mm. I'm not about that life. That's dude. Right. Like, That's right. like I just, I had this realization um, early enough in my life that it told me, you know what, if you can be an entrepreneur and work for yourself, um, you know, granted it may take a little while. Yep. Go for it. That's it. Don't end up in the nursing home saying, I regret not trying. I regret not doing something or giving it an effort or, or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. You don't want to regret not living. Cause guess what, dude, life goes on, whether you want to or not, it goes on with or without you. Yes. Period. Absolutely, man. And uh, those dreams, don't let them dreams wind up in the graveyard. Don't let those inventions wind up in the graveyard. Like, do it now, right? Do, would you? Would you? If somebody came to you and say, "Hey, I'm, I have, I, I'm struggling with, with my weight, but I just, I'm fearful to try to exercise." What kind of advice would you give them, Craig? Exercise is extra credit. Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly, um, 
I coach a lot of people. I coach a lot of people that are extremely obese because I give them hope because I've had a, a large weight loss. But when I'm coaching people, when I coach them through it, mm-hmm. um, if they're not physically capable of, of moving, I tell them walk for 30 minutes a day. Well, if they're, if they're extremely obese, like some of my clients, I just have them start walking to the mailbox yep. a few times a day. Yep. Uh, but the key is nutrition. Um, mm. There is nothing in this world that tastes better than confidence feels because when you feel confident and you feel healthy in your skin, I don't care what you're eating. It doesn't taste better than that. Mm. It doesn't. And there's, there's no snack cake, dessert, pizza on the planet. And don't get me wrong. I eat all the foods. I just know how to make them healthy now. Mm, I've, I've taught people how to make healthier versions Right. Of the foods that they love. They love so when gotcha. I work with somebody, I, I dive into nutrition. Nutrition is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, nutrition is medicine, dude. If you eat healthy, you'll be healthy. If, if you eat healthy, you are healthy. You sleep better. Mm-hmm. You have more energy. Then, then the weight comes off. Then, then you get into the exercise. Exercise is extra credit. When you start exercising, and don't get me wrong, you can exercise it at any size. Mm. I have people that are doing programs at 500 pounds. Wow. Um, The thing is, is you move your body the way that your body moves. Got it. And I say that because I have people that I coach that have Lyme disease who, if they have a flare up, they're not able to, uh, they're not able to work out on a flare-up. I have people that I coach that have MS. Mm-hmm. They have a flare-up. They're not able to work out. We focus nutrition. Right. I coach people in their, in a wheelchair. I have clients that are in wheelchairs. Wow. They're not they're not doing burpees. We we modify the workouts to fit the needs of the person and their capabilities. Right. So no matter what it is that you can do, we can figure out something. But you will speed up your weight loss if you're burning calories while you're eating healthy, uh, um, weight loss, all it is is calories in and calories out. Mm-hmm. But, and I've done all the gimmicks, dude. I, I show them you all, like, right. I've, I've seen done, them all too. <laughs> I've done, I, man, I have done everything. Everything <laughs> in the, in the 10 years that I was overweight, I did the thing that we all do. It's a lie that we say, and if you've said it, you're going to regret that I told you it's a lie. We say we're willing to do anything to get this weight off. Mm-hmm. And we'll try the Garcina Cambogia. We'll try the green tea extract. We'll try taking some pills and eating some bars. We'll try like a shake to, you know, supplement a meal yeah. and, and whatnot. And right. we'll do protein shakes and smoothies and We'll do all these other things. I even did a Fedra back in the day when that stuff was still wow. evil. Oh, I yeah. was doing, <laughs> I did everything. Here's the lie. I'm willing to do anything to get this weight off. When you're actually saying, I'm willing to try anything that promises a quick fix without me actually having to work. Come on, come on. That's, that's the lie. That's the and lie. The problem is, I used to say it. Mm. And I, I was not willing to put in the effort to eat correctly and to move my body to, to lose weight, to feel better, to get healthy. And it's not about skinny. It's about strong. Strong. It's about healthy. 
So when, when women come and I mostly coach women, my, my client base is 95% female. Um, when, when I'm coaching women, I tell them it's not skinny it's strong and healthy. Like you don't want to be skinny. You want to be able to mess somebody up if they come at you. I know that's right. (laughs) You don't want Yeah. (laughs) It's not about, it's, it's not, it's about healthy. That's right. And, you know, changing, changing our thoughts on the mm. way that we view things and the way that we see things is, is what's important. But, oh, man. but yeah, man, nu- nutrition is the most important. But when we say that to, to ourselves and, and I've been there because, you know, when you get to as unhealthy as I was mm-hmm. or as unhealthy as people I see are, mm-hmm. we are so depressed and anxious and, and wanting change so bad that we say it, but we're not actually ready or willing to put in the work. Right. Um, or we are, we just don't know where to start and it becomes overwhelming. That's where guys like me come in. And, and we, we kind of, you know, we focus it, we take, you know, small pieces of the pie down and, and, and put the puzzle together piece by piece rather than go full force and, and then have you fail and give up, you right, know, right. And, and, and that's the thing. I heard I heard it said that there's a difference between being interested and being committed. What do you think the difference is? I, I think being interested is, is you like the idea. Being committed is you've you've made a decision. Mm-hmm. When you when you make a decision and, and we we have a motto in, in our field with what we do is you decide, you commit and then you succeed. Mm. And and when you've committed, you've made the decision. I think if you're intrigued, you like the idea, but you're not quite decided whether or not you're going to do anything right. about it. You know, right, right, right. Just like weight loss sounds like a good idea to everybody. That there's so many people in that body positive movement right now, and yeah. you know, I, I think parts of it are good. But being a former obese person, Mm -hmm. I think parts of it are bad by Mm -hmm. telling men and women that they should love their body and be accepting of being uh, in an unhealthy body Mm. is is scary. It's a very detrimental fine line. Absolutely. And and, you know, it's one thing to have people change their mindset about their body while they work towards being healthy, Mm -hmm. but telling them that they can just be that way. It's, it's a very scary fine line. And, you know, I, I see women struggle with it all the time and, you know, it pains me, bro. It pains me to see it on social media. It pains me to see, you know, I'm part of the anti-diet culture because I don't diet. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Diet Dieting (laughs) is is a BS statement. Right, right, Um, right. it, It truly is. And because there's so much misinformation out there, Fred. There's, yeah. um, you know, there's low carb, there's sugar free, there's keto, there's all yeah. these things. And I'm going to tell you, I've done them all. Wow. I've done them all. Man. What, what worked for me and what is sustained is learning how to control my portions and eat the right foods. Wow. It doesn't mean that I don't Simple. have cake sometimes. It doesn't sure. mean I don't have a donut at church. Right, right. It means that I've, made it available in my meal plan to fit it so that the rest of my day I'm focused on other things. So, okay. I had a donut at church first thing in the morning on Sunday. I know that for lunch, 
I'm gonna be eating a a salad ah. top, topped with topped with tons of veggies. Look at that. Um, you know, no dressing. Yep. My dressing will be like a spritz of lemon and lime, maybe a, a little bit of olive oil. You don't need a lot. Right. Okay. Once you figure out the fundamentals, and right. then I know, okay, so I had a donut for breakfast. I don't need to go off the rails. I think that a lot of times what happens is, and, and I call it the flat tire um, syndrome. Okay. All right. The flat tire syndrome. The flat tire syndrome. All right. So, so check it out. And, and this applies to other things in life, not just a meal plan. Okay. 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 So say, say you're at work, right. And you've been following a meal plan all week long and then work has a luncheon and you're like, Oh man, they ordered pizza because I mean they throw. I junk hate when that happens, man. They, they throw junk food <laughs> us. So so you're yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna eat some pizza. So you eat some pizza at lunch and it work, right? Yeah. And then and then you you know you go off the rails, you go home, you end up getting Chinese food because I mean you already ruined your meal plan yeah, for the you, day. Yeah, that's it, Plus, right? Like yeah, <laughs> Might so well go chi- Chinese food. <laughs> You're going to have a couple glasses of wine or a couple yep. of beers. You're all done. Like, yep. you're good. Yep. You'll pick it back up maybe tomorrow. Maybe mm-hmm. tomorrow you'll start again. That mentality is the same. Like, imagine you woke up this morning and you walked out to go to work, right? Mm-hmm. You got out into the driveway and you had a flat tire in your car. And you, like, completely shut down. You walked back into the house. You grabbed the knife out the drawer. You walked back out to your car. You slashed the other three tires. You call work. You tell them that you're never driving again and you're done. That's the same mentality that you did with your meal plan. And it's like, why would you do that there, but not there? Mm -hmm. And it's simple. It's because you didn't have the tools to react properly. Mm -hmm. One, you didn't have the mindset to be able to recognize the perspective that, okay, I can have this. But that means I need to be focused and clear here. Mm. And I think a lot of people, they just, they get overwhelmed, man. Because like I said, there's so much misinformation out there. Yeah. There's so much stuff out there that promises you a quick fix without giving up the things you love. All you got to do is go keto and you can eat bacon, cheese, and butter (laughs) and all that stuff. And it's like, dude, do you know what your blood work looks like after oh, you're my done doing goodness. that? Forget about it. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you're gonna lose weight because your body's in shock and doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. But it's not healthy. It's not, yeah, it's not long term. Unless, unless you're um guided by a doctor and there's a medical, excuse me, there's a medical reason. Yeah that you need to be following a keto style meal plan, right. real keto, real keto. It's that's not, right. Then it's, then it's not for, it's not for the everyday guy like yeah, me yeah, yeah. to just sit at home and do that. You talk about mindset a lot and thank you for sharing that keto thing for all my keto folks. Now they, they're probably throwing it out of the window right now. Check with your doctor for <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you talk about mindset a lot. And I think it's important, especially when you're saying you, cause your story is amazing. You come from a uh, state where you're being overweight and, but it was a moment where you had that rock bottom, you're dealing with domestic. It was all busting down and, and, cr- and crushing down on your self-esteem. And there's people that's maybe uh, dealing with that right now, but mindset is what I ca- I've heard. I heard it a couple of times. What is the role that mindset plays in, 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 in doing that turnaround as far as your health and not just your health, but with anything in life? How important is that? 
Mindset is everything. I think mindset is, is one of the three pillars of successful people. Um, I know that you've heard me share this before, but we'll share it for your audience. Um, and then we'll dive a little bit more into the fundamentals of mindset because for me, there are three pillars of successful people. And the first one is mindset. If, if you're able to have the right mindset around your day, you're able to have the right perspective you're able to be um, grateful and, you know, gratitude plays a big role in mindset. Yes, um, when your mindset is correct and more positive, you're more likely to win. It doesn't mean you win all the time. There are going to be times that you don't win, yeah. but if you don't win the day, you can win the, the week. If you don't win the week, you win the month. Don't win the month, win the year. But the, the thing of it is, is you're more likely to win more often than not with a grateful and positive mindset. Okay. Even when things happen that are outside of your control, because then you'll be able to react properly to them and recognize, Hey, that's not in my control. I can't change that. I can't let it affect me for, you know, you might grieve depending on what it is, but you, you can't let it cripple you because it's outside your control. Right. You didn't have no choice on it. Um, this, the second pillar is, is uh, if you're down with OQP, yeah, you know me. It's only quality people, dude. <laughs> OQP, only, yeah, you know only, me. <laughs> only quality people. Love that. And that's, that's, that's us showing our age right now. So yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. 1993, <laughs> you know, I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> so OQP <laughs> is only quality people. You, you want to see your future, show me your friends. Yeah. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future because I'll tell you what you and we all have heard this. You are yeah. the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. If you're spending time with somebody that is consistently complaining about their life and everything around them, that's going to wear thin on you. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a negative person, too. But you know what? All that energy just sucks the life out of you to the point where you can't be positive and show up in your own life. So when you surround yourself with quality people, it brings your life up. When you have people in your corner that fan your flames of your dreams versus dousing uh, your hopes with water, you know, that's the thing. You want people that really support you. So only quality people. And then the last thing for successful people, the three pillars is learn how to speak. Mm. Be intentional with your words. Because the moment you open your mouth, you show yourself to the world. You show people who you are Mm. by how you speak. So like if I came on here and I was just dropping F-bombs and, you know, there'd be no respect. There'd be Mm. no respect. Not saying that people that that curse aren't respectful, but I'm saying you're going to take somebody a little bit more seriously when they are more intentional with their words Mm. and, and where they direct their speech versus somebody that's just like coming in and talking, uh, like I used to talk in the early two thousands, dropping F bombs and all slang. Right. 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 It's not going to be the same. And I did it when I was rapping back in the day. I, you know, when when I, when I did all the rhymes where I was like, uh, I'm the psychological equipment and, and, and it was all cool. But when I started dropping the F-bomb, people start saying, man, that's all you got? It's just the F-bomb? <laughs> it's like, yep. they, I lost respect. So I feel you right there. That's, that's powerful. And that's, and that's the thing, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. It's taken me years to cut yeah, I used to me curse, too, man. Oh, and me too. It's taken me years <laughs> to get to there, but but the foundation, man, of of mindset is you know, 
it starts with personal development. People yeah. ask me, well, what should I read for personal development? Yeah. I tell people personal development is personal. Like I can let you borrow my underwear. It might be comfortable, but it doesn't mean you want to wear it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I always ask people, what is it in your life that you would like to change right now? And then we'll find a book geared towards that. Mm. Because if you repair some of the holes and the cracks in your life, then it, it transpires exponentially across all other areas. Uh. So like I have, I have people, you know, that I coach, I'm like, how much better would your life be if you were a better parent? Come on. And they're like, they're like, oh, my life would be so much better if my kids listened to me. If, you know, if my kids are more well-behaved And I'm like, dude, then let's, let's read a book on parenting. Let's, let's lock down like some tools on parenting because guess what? When their kids end up more well-behaved and they are better parents and not like flying off the handle, starting yep. the day off wrong because they have the tools. Right. Their day became so much better. They're not fighting in the morning with their kids. They're able to accomplish the things that they need to accomplish. Yeah. They feel better and their kids are happier. Yes. And I'm yeah. like, so that's just one area. But mm, mm, for mm. me as a stubborn man and an alpha male, gratitude and journaling was not something you would ever hear come out of my mouth five years ago. I know that's right. I wouldn't with that either. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Wow. I I'm going to tell you what. Prayer, gratitude, whatever it is that you need. Like in the morning when I wake up or whenever I wake up for my day, yeah. I say, thank you, God, for another day alive because I'm yes. not promised today. Yes, thank God. you for these legs that are about to get me out of bed because some people are not capable. Thank you for the, the health and the strength to work on myself. There are people that aren't, aren't capable of doing so. There are people that weren't given that privilege today. Mm. Thank you for this mind that I'm about to work today because some people don't have the mental capacity. Thank you for giving me another opportunity to be better today than I was yesterday. And then I start my day mm. and people are like, well, that's so simple. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? You want to know what's even better about that? When I start my day with gratitude and I end my day with gratitude, when those events in my life that are outside my control that happen, I am more apt to react properly when they do. Mm. For instance, my parents live in Arizona. I start my days with gratitude and everything. My, my dad called me, hey, you know, my, my grandfather, he says, my father's not doing well. We don't know if he's got, you know, days, days or, or what he's got. Right. I'm in Oklahoma. And I said, all right. I said, um, I'll let you know what I'm going to do. Okay. I hung up the phone. I was in the right mindset. I mean, I'm upset. My grandfather's dying 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to grieve, but in the moment I can't control that he's on his deathbed. I can't control that he's in Arizona. Mm -hmm. What I can't control is I called my boss and I said, you mind if I take an early vacation? Yep. Go ahead. I drove out to Arizona I went and prayed with my grandfather before he passed away. Mm. I seen him before he died. I yes. did the things in my control. I stayed grateful that I got that time with him. Yes. And I was positive about it. Amen. That was Amen. a moment where I won. Yes. And I don't win all the time, but that's just a real life example where I could have just lost my mind and spent days crying and not gone out there yes. and, and, not, and not made it, you know? And, and I thought to myself in the past, 
I probably would have skipped out. Mm-hmm. I probably would have missed out on seeing my grandfather before he passed away yep. and having a conversation with him mm. be- because of my own insecurities and depression and anxiety. I would have crippled myself and not did what I needed to do. And not move and blew and blew the opportunity to be able to be in that space one more time. That's it. And all wow. because I was able to react properly. That's and I and I owe that to being grateful and having yes. gratitude because I, I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm grateful I got the call. Yes. I'm grateful that I know that there's possibility that he's got a few days. I can drive from Oklahoma to Arizona. We're good. I didn't need to like last minute plane tickets. Like yeah. I, I'll just drive out there. That's I'm right. just going to go. You took action. And I, and I just went. Yes, you just and, took action. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I'm glad that you said that because that's the thing. The distance between who we are today and who we want to be is that. Yeah. It's action. Yes. It's action. Talk about 100%. it. 100%. If you want to bridge the gap between what you want to do and where you want to be, it's action. Take action. Yes. It doesn't mean that you won't fail. You should fail. Fail fast. That's Learn right. something. That's right. Be about it, you know? That's right. And that's, to have, and that's actually having the right mindset to do it. And if you need help, guys, uh, there's a five-second rule, no matter what you have to do, whether you got to make a phone call, catch a flight, whether you got to wake up in the morning, just say five, four, three, two, one, go. And that's what you got to do. Something psychological happens when you count down from five to one, because I believe I do it myself. I do it when I got to make a decision. I do it when that fear tries to creep in and I just step out and do it and take it to action. And, I, and, and you know, I definitely want to say I'm gonna say a prayer for you uh, as, as far as, you know, uh, my condolences for you, for your uh, grandfather. But I'm loving the fact that you got a chance to that you move when God said, move. yeah. You didn't Absolutely. wait. You could have. You could have got angry, like you said, upset, crying, hanging around. But that, all that, all that energy, you just took it and you bottled it up and you moved forward and was able to be there. I mean, that, that's that's one thing that we all, you know. I lost my parents, you know, uh, in 1998, 2005. My mom, for I was there for, but my dad, I wasn't there for. He he passed away without me getting a chance to be able to say bye. So if I could have had that moment to be able to go visit him, but a lot of times it was he had one stroke. And then I went down and visited and we came back and then he had another stroke. So we didn't know it was kind of, he, he lived in, you know, 1500 miles away in Virginia, but I just wish I would have been able to, there was, there was a point in time where I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go visit him this weekend. So if you guys are supposed to visit somebody this weekend or call somebody this weekend, do it now. Don't wait. Tomorrow's not promised and lead yourself, lead yourself to be able to do that. Because the thing is, it's important that whether you're going through a crisis, whether you, you know, you know, dealing with uh, somebody in your family, whether you just have something that's that's going on right now, in a, in action, will be way you'll be you'll, you'll be you'll be worse off than taking action. Would you agree with me, Craig? One hundred percent. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier: that living life and regret. Regret yes. is regret is so terrible, dude. Yeah, like it, it is. Um, and there, there are things like I don't regret things anymore because mm-hmm. I don't live in that space. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and, and all the things that happened to me, I don't regret any of it. Those were mm. character building years. Th- yes. That was God sharpening me. And, Come on. um, I knew I had to be broken before I could be whole again. And I, yes. I mean, even after all the things that I went through, you know, um, 
God, God introduced me to a, a woman who respects me, who treats me well, who also doesn't let me BS myself mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. she makes sure that uh, I'm intentional, not only with my words, but my actions. Mm. And it's, it's such a blessing, dude. I mean, I, I grew up 30 minutes north of Boston my whole life and I live in Oklahoma now. So um, <laughs> she, she was obviously, you know, a special enough person in my life for me to uproot everything that I knew for me mm. to move halfway across the country. And That's it. Um, I'm just so grateful for everything that I have and everything that I am now, you know, it's, it's like being able to do what I do is absolutely go on. Give your wife a shout out, man. Give her a shout out, man. Oh, my wife, Ashley, she's, she's absolutely a <laughs> What's blessing. What's up, Ashley? She, she, <laughs> and it, you know what's cool, too, is we actually, we work our business together. We, nice. We we met through the opportunity that we we have. So, Beautiful. So we, we have a team of people that, you know, work with us as a couple mm-hmm. or as individuals, which yep. is which is cool, too. So That's good stuff. Now, it, let me ask you this, because you do have a team team. You, you, you affect thousands and thousands of people with yeah. your story, with your words. Um, what's what, what's one of the key secrets to being able to build and maintain a team? You know, man, I'm still looking for the secrets, to be honest. <laughs> you know, um, I think that one of the biggest things, and you know, I, I know that you get it because you're a big um, proponent to leadership. You are yes, somebody sir. who who strives for leadership. And uh, man, I don't always get it right. I don't. I think that one of the key things for me is I'm I'm passionate, mm-hmm. but I'm also relatable. Mm. But yeah. I also don't BS people like. Yep. And it doesn't always go good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people aren't ready to hear, you know, what I got to say or, or, or the truths. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of why I call myself unfiltered, you know, just because <laughs> there's the unfiltered coach. That's yeah. The- <laughs> there's, there's, there's no filter for it because Amen. like, like God, God put it on my heart to not enable people because I was married to an addict. So I saw what enabling people does to mm. people. Yeah. And and uh, massaging egos. I've seen what that does. And and it doesn't do any good for people because when when you're sometimes people that are broken don't want to be fixed because being broken gives them attention. Come on. And I I say that with the utmost um, toughest love. Woo. The, the, The thing is, is. When I'm raw and honest with people, I would rather have them be mad at me for a minute because I, I gave them the truth than, than lie to them, enable them, and massage their ego and have them remain stuck where they are. Let me I want to be second. able to, yeah. Pause for a second right there. That is huge because you just helped me because that was, was my life. I've always wanted to be able to see the great good in everybody and stroke eagles. And the only people that would get that kind of honesty from me and not, you know, the flowery stuff uh, was my children and my wife. But I, I realized, and you helped me realize that there are people that are out there that I've connected with that I have done a disservice to by not giving them that raw, tough love. So go ahead. Thank you for, for just for, for reaching up uh, for to talking about that. Cause I, I, you I got it, that, man. And, and think about it like this, Fred, from now on, 
tough love is still love. It's still love. Even if it's not taken correctly, even if your words are chewed up and, and misconstrued, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, um, God knows your heart period. Yep. Yep. And, and if, and if the person knows you, they know your heart too. So even if they're upset for a moment, because I'll tell you what, some of my best clients I've had so mad at me that we didn't talk for a month. Wow. (laughs) But the yeah. ones, the ones that did, one of them's lost 180 pounds. Ooh. One of them's lost 135 pounds. Mm. I mean, we we eventually get to a point where the thing is, is I'm, I I want to pull. If you hire somebody to help you, if somebody hires you, Fred, to to help them, yeah, they've already gone into it, whether they know it or not, with the understanding that you're going to pull the greatness out of them. Yes. When somebody hires a coach, do you, do you think Michael Jordan would have been who Michael Jordan was if his coach was like, hey, nice try on that shot. Maybe you'll do better <laughs> next time. No. Good, good job. I, I, I still love you. No, like no. he just said, what are you doing? You suck. You need to practice harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Work harder. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Nobody sees the yeah. hours put in and the reps put in to be who we are. But the thing is, is there's been many times where I've had people upset about me about things that I've said, and even recently, and, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And you know, to be able to be where I am for as long as I am, and to lead the way that I do, is because I know that I won't win all the time, and I'm not for everybody. But that's, that's, that's an understanding that I've come to terms with. And mm. it's okay because not everybody's ready. And but it's, you got to be doing not, something right because you are getting results. Not only right. the, the thing is, you're not only getting results for other people, but you are a result. Right. You see, what I'm, that's a difference. It's one thing to coach somebody and have never been coached. But not right. only. And then you had to coach yourself. Man, right. that's that's why I, I really appreciate because you it's one thing to teach, but you lived it out and now you're pouring out to others. So guess what? That's why I, I recognize and I can appreciate what you're saying. They might not like you for a little bit, but if you don't like me and you lose 200 pounds, I'm OK with that. And you you'll love me. Later. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that's, and that's what I tell them, too. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. You can you can literally hate me. But if sure. you're still making progress, then my job's done. It that's doesn't right. matter. Exactly. You know, I love and, it. And it's funny because, you know, I have people that. There are times where, you know, I do come off a little brash because of who I am. Just it's just me. Mm-hmm. It's and the thing is. It's funny. Um, growing up in New England, people that I meet outside of New England, right? Mm-hmm. They either think I'm mad or I'm yelling. <laughs> Is it Boston? And Boston. And, and I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just talking, right? Right, right, right. It's right. like it's like, dude. I'm not mad, and I'm not yelling. I'm just talking. I'm just. Talking. I'm just. I'm excited. I'm passionate. You passionate, know? yeah. Um, and sometimes people, they don't know how to take it. And it's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny because I'm like, oh, I didn't mean anything by it. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. You know? I know. I know. 
just I'm, I'm gonna get in a wrap up, man. I know I need to kind of get yeah. back to your uh, uh, incredible house that you just purchased and get back to all that. Yes, you've been doing. But I'm, I'm just thank you. I'm so grateful for you sharing your story. Sharing, I mean, incredible transformation. Sharing your heart. Uh, you know, you are the unfiltered coach. And guess what? I want you to continue being unfiltered, even with me, because you've helped me. Even uh, you know, just from the last couple months that we've known each other, me and my wife, and we are just so grateful for you, man. But but last question, I want to ask you: What kind of advice could you, could you give somebody who doesn't quite know what their purpose is or is struggling with their self esteem to get them to move to to kind of move forward? I think people that don't know what their purpose um, is need to just do things you need to just do lots of things you need to do things that you think you might like until you find something that really sticks because i think that the problem is is too many people live under the opinions and the advice and the ideas of other people and it's not their life you know if you if you want to find your purpose you need to be out there trying things you don't need to be doing what your friend Belinda tells you to do. You need to do what you want to do, you know? Yeah. And um, as far as self-esteem, man, there, there are so many great books out there um, as far as personal development and stuff like that. But all transformations, whether it's weight loss or what it is, everything's an inside job. If you're not working your heart and your mind at the same time, um, you, you're just... For, for me, like if I didn't work my heart and my mind while I went through weight loss, I would just be a smaller, healthier version of my broken self. I would still be broken. And the thing of it is, is self-esteem is something that you need to gradually build over time, but you need a foundation. And sometimes your foundation isn't even your own foundation. Sometimes you need to build off of somebody else's foundation and, and get your building started with somebody else's help and then you can truly dive into loving yourself again or maybe for the first time ever maybe you've never loved yourself before you know um but the foundation of understanding this nobody is going to help you love yourself there's no person that's going to um love you like you should love yourself there are people that will add value and love to your life, like your wife will add love to your life. But if you're not loving yourself, you're never gonna be happy because if you can't love yourself, you can't love individuals um, either. You can't, if you can't love yourself, you can't love life the way that you should. If you can't love yourself, you can't love and respect the things that you have. You won't have gratitude. It's just, it, it all comes together with loving yourself. Doesn't mean you're gonna love yourself right away, but that's where you need to work. That's where you need to work. You heard it first from my man, Craig Daigle, the unfiltered coach, husband, father, coach, business owner, and just my friend, brother. It has been a pleasure and honor to have you on this Time to Lead podcast, where leaders come together to grow and get better, where we believe that before you lead anybody, you got to first lead yourself, just like my brother did. Incredible transformation and much success to you going forward. And you know, I'm going to be right here. You stuck with me for life, bro. No problem. No problem. I love you guys. Man. Love you, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for being on the show, man. Got it.
If you are a six-figure entrepreneur and you're trying to get to seven figures, click the link below and secure your VIP ticket to the Move to Millions live event. It's a three-day live event experience with Dr. Darnielle Dervey Harmon. It's going to be on May 25th through the 27th at the Chase Center on the Riverfront in Wilmington, Delaware. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, you're a coach, consultant, speaker, attorney, accountant, or interior designer, if you know that you are the real reason why you're not where you want to be, if you're ready to experience your first million dollar year, if you know that you're ready to get out of your own way so you can make an impact that you were born to make, if you've been in business long enough to be stuck at the six figure mark, this is for you. This three day experience is where high achieving entrepreneurs will begin their transformation into CEOs who create generational wealth and legacy. And this Move to Millions live event is going to be absolutely powerful. Click the link below and secure your VIP ticket to the Move to Millions live event and experience with my friend, Dr. Darnielle Dervey Harmon, May 25th through the 27th at the Chase Center on the Riverfront in Wilmington, Delaware. This will be the live event experience of the year. the support, the encouragement, the motivation, the confidence that everybody around me had in me that boosted my own confidence. You can do this. You are Joe Landa.